Hey there, it's Bashti Sarah. Welcome back to Post Blog. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. And if this is not your first time, welcome back. Happy Wednesday, guys. So today I have two special guests, a husband and wife. Their names are Paul and Nicole Lee, also known as Young Natives. And today we're just going to chat. We're going to chat about missions. We're going to chat about what they're doing. And we're going to just chat about life, I guess. So Paul and Nicole, thank you so much for saying yes. Thank you for being on the podcast. And thank you for being willing to share about the gospel and what missions is to you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks for having us. It's awesome. Absolutely. So I know some of my friends do know you guys, but for the listeners out there, can you just give us a little bit of a synopsis of who you are, maybe your career, marriage? I know you guys are married. I know you guys have a family, so y'all can chat about that, <laughs> your goals. Um, let us know about y'all, what what Young Natives is. How did it birth? How did it came about? So, yeah, the floor is yes. yours. So I'll start off a little bit, but, uh, yeah, so me and Nicole, we met in Bible College in Missouri, and we were kind of on the same worship team. We were friends, uh, just hanging out. And then just through, you know, friendship, we we became a thing and we loved music. Music was something that, you know, God gave us just to be able to to use and just um, to bless others with. So we just kind of thought about why not just kind of start our own videos and songs. Mm-hmm. And eventually, like it, we started it, I think, in 2017 and right now it's 2022, so about five years. And mm-hmm. we just feel like it's a platform that God has given us of, of ministry uh, to reach people who might not step into a church, you know. So it's, it's just been awesome. And um, do you want to share a little bit? Yeah. So Young Natives for us, too, has just been um, an awesome platform to maybe meet people that we've never seen before, or met yeah, before, just yeah. like you were saying, like, your friends follow us, which is so cool mm-hmm. that we can even be an influence to them at all, you know? Absolutely. So it's awesome. We we might never travel to Texas, but, you know, <laughs> we, we're able to reach people like all across the United States, which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, we're excited to do it together. It's cool to do it as a team. And that's the yeah. cool part of social media, too, I feel like, because it's more than just you know, updating people about your life and right. updating your Instagram picture. It's it's a platform for ministry. And that's exactly yeah, what you yeah, guys are using so it good. for. You know, and I right. notice you guys not just do music, but you also post scripture verse and maybe a little snippet of what that scripture verse means. You know, so whoever is following you, that could be an encouragement for them for that day. That's y'all's platform, yes. which is phenomenal. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. we love we love to use it for that as well because, you know, when you're scrolling through and you're seeing all these things, right, we are all scrolling all day long. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see stuff that's encouraging and actually um, applicable to our lives. <laughs> so yeah. that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and family-wise, we have a little girl, Madison. She's two years old. Uh, and we have another girl on the way coming uh, end of February. Mm-hmm. So another two girls. Oh, I love being a girl dad. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. You're you're a growing yeah. family. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> and do you guys yeah. want more kids after this? 
Um, <laughs> we haven't we haven't talked about that yet. <laughs> I, I'm good with two. I know she wants three, so yeah, yeah we'll just we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Once this baby comes, we'll see how our family dynamic changes. <laughs> yeah. If we want more than so be it. There we go. The Lord knows yep. in his will. Exactly. And his timing is perfect. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, cool beans. Well, let's transition into the topic, and that is missions. So from your perspective, what does the Bible say about missions? Because I did, you know, I did some research and being in Bible school, there's so many different perspectives in terms of Old Testament scholars. They believe that it wasn't necessarily emphasized in the Old Testament. It was more of a New Testament theology. But in mm. my opinion, which we may think differently, which is perfectly fine, um, yeah. my opinion based on what I've seen, God, God's concern was missional. He was not an exclusive God. He was inclusive. And him Absolutely. sending out the prophets was mm. a means of sharing. At, at that point wasn't the gospel message, but sharing hope and redemption for people. So Absolutely. in your perspective, what does the Bible say about missions? Yeah, and I totally agree with you that it's from Genesis to Revelation that that's God's heart, mm-hmm. of course. My goodness. Um, and it's funny <laughs> because the young natives came from Leviticus 19.34, which is an Old Testament verse. Oh, wow. And God said, like, the foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native born. And we kind of took that like, okay, if someone's native born to us, we're treating them like family. We're treating them like, and then it says after that, love them as yourself for you were foreigners one time in Egypt for I'm the Lord, your God. So like God was saying, treat those people that are considered, you know, outsiders, like you were saying, and bring them in and make them feel like they're a part of your family. Love them as yourself. Oh my goodness. If that's not missional, I don't know what it is. (laughs) So like, but then I also thought of, Acts 1.8, for New Testament reference, that Jesus told them the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you'll be my witnesses mm-hmm. in Jerusalem, Judea, to the ends of the earth. So like, yes, he definitely told us that in the Old Testament, we can, I mean, scripture after scripture tells us about <laughs> God's heart for people, of mm-hmm. course. But those are just the first two that kind of came to our minds when um, we were thinking about missions, yeah, and yeah. what the Bible says about it. And I think you also maybe just a little bit touched on the importance of missions, but what would you yeah. say is the most important part of missions? I mean, I would say just going out, you know, wherever God sends you, it could be in another country, it could be in your backyard, but mm-hmm. just going out and sharing the good news. Yeah. You know, that's what he called us to do. And I mean, you can do it wherever you are. You could do it at your workplace. You could do it in your school, in your community. And it's just sharing what God has done in your life and, and what he could do in, in those who don't know him or who have run away mm. and just the goodness of God. So, I mean, I think it's so important to share that love, share that light. Right. Um, like there's a, a quote that says, even if your voice shakes, you know, speak the truth. Mm. And we have this truth that's like, um, a medicine to cancer. And if you're just holding it to yourself, you know, you're not saving anybody. So mm. there may be people saying, why, why didn't you share this good news with me? Why didn't you share this uh, cure to cancer with me before? 
And it might be because some people might be nervous or scared to talk about the gospel. But I mean, mm. you know, we're called to share that good news no matter what. And just, yeah, that's so important about missions. Wow. Yeah. So you'd probably say, based on your statement there, it's not necessarily a specific person that's called for missions, but we're all supposed to be walking in it right now. I do know that, you know, God has called prophets and evangelists and uh, teachers and preachers, but aren't we all called to missions or a missional mindset? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was our, that was the command that Jesus left for the disciples. And if we believe that we're disciples of Jesus, then yeah, right. <laughs> we definitely are. <laughs> and of course, like Paul touched in the beginning a little bit that like, yeah, some people are called overseas, but some people are called to their backyard. And like, that's, mm-hmm. I feel like that's where we're called is the people that maybe we're going to see every single day, like our neighbors. Mm-hmm. And then Maybe even the people that we'll never talk to, but we'll be able to interact with on social media. So like, yeah, we're, yeah, which could technically be overseas, but I totally love that we're talking about like missions being a calling for everybody and not just like, hey, you're called into missions. So you're the only one that can go. Yeah, Whatever tools you have, whatever you're passionate about, whatever hobbies you have, that's your mission field. You can use those gifts Mm -hmm. that God has given you to reach those people around you. So it's, yeah, you never want to bury that gift, that talent. Um, Just go out and grow it and use what God has given you, what you have a passion for to to reach those people. Yeah. And even doing this podcast, I have seen, because the software that I use, it shows you the statistics of how many people listened, how many downloads, new followers, and then it shows you your touch points around the world. And Mm -hmm. America is great. And I love seeing that. But what blesses my heart is seeing Japan, Australia, you know, Brazil, all these different places who and people who I would never ever meet in my life, probably. But just knowing that the gospel message is touching one person. And that was my prayer, even starting this podcast, even if it's one person, Lord, and that one person could very well be me, you know, listening back or interviews like this, you know, and it touches my heart and it's something that changed my perspective. Then it was worth it, you know? So awesome. That's so great. Yeah, Cause you know, he left the 99 to chase after the one. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I was just thinking. So that's, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. It's always about the one. (laughs) (laughs) So where do you think Christians have missed the mark? Because I know growing up, it was always, which made me a little bit intimidated because I felt, okay, well, I don't necessarily have that calling or aha moment where the Lord's like, you need to go to, you know, Africa and spend 20 years of your life there. I've never had that calling, but I've loved missions. I've been on plenty missions trips and I would love to continue doing so when things settle down. But, you know, I've never had that aha calling, you know, hear the voice of the Lord saying, this is the place I should be. And I feel like in the Christian community, you know, it's a little bit, if you don't have the calling and if you don't have that specific title on you, then you just keep doing your eight to five job. So how, or, you know, how have we missed it and why have we missed it? So I think we've missed the mark by um, not using what God has given us um, just the way that he wants us to use it. So like bearing our talents, 
um, and not actually going out and doing and using those gifts and talents that he's given us. And I also think too, um, that with our regular eight to five job, we can just share Jesus love. And then that'll lead into conversations with people Absolutely, just so naturally. So we always make it out to be this complicated thing that missions has to be like this scripted, um, like message, Mm -hmm. but you can just show God's love and then people will wind up wanting to ask questions. Yep. Yeah. And one thing that was really cool, uh, we were at a church in New York. Uh, so we lived in New York about four years ago before we moved to North Carolina Mm -hmm. and at the church, uh, in the parking lot, as you exit out the church, um, there was a sign that said, now you're entering your mission field. Uh, so it just shows that no matter where you're going, yep. um, just to have that mindset, like, God, mm-hmm. who do you want me to speak to today? Who can I pour into? Um, whether it's sharing a smile or whether it's, you know, asking how their day is, um, mm-hmm. wherever you go, if I feel like it's a mission field. A lot of people, I think um, you could say, think that going on a mission field is kind of going to a third world country and helping out. And I mean, that's, that's a great heart as well. Um, at my church back home, my dad is a pastor of a small Korean church. And every summer we go to, to visit the same uh, small town in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's awesome to see these kids grow up and kind of um, grow up with them. And that's very important too, to, to be able to pour into to those who don't have those opportunities. But I mean, the mission field can be anywhere. It could yeah. be your job. It could be the people you're around. It could be, uh, you know, your community. So I think it's, yeah, I, I feel like anywhere could be your mission field. And a lot of people don't don't see it that way. Yeah. So on that note, how have you guys both either together or independently implemented a missions mindset in your field of work? Yeah. So I'll start. So my... I guess you can say my eight to five job. I'm a teacher. I teach third grade, which is so awesome. I love, love being a teacher. Mm -hmm. And um, I think just in my field, just empowering them to know, because gratefully, I'm so grateful. I'm working at a Christian school. So I'm able to tell them like, guys, everything that I'm teaching you, you can talk like no matter how, small you think you are like Mm. your voices are so powerful so um I think just with me I mean I'm with the little ones all day but (laughs) they still have such powerful testimonies and like just empowering them to know that just like it says in Timothy that like it doesn't matter how young you are like still going out and tell what God's done because it's even more I think it's even more powerful coming from a little child than it is like coming from an adult sometimes. So that's for me personally, just being a teacher. (laughs) And that's cool because at that age, they are so vulnerable at that age. That's where they're the foundation of their belief system is developed. So drilling that in them, instilling that in them, reminding them, you know, what the gospel says absolutely helps them i mean the word of god says that he will bring to remembrance you know so you as a teacher your mission field is powerful because you're shaping the minds of the next generation wild (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Do no not pressure. fail. You have one job. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Paul? Yeah. So my full-time job is a worship pastor at our church mm-hmm. and uh, Nicole helps me lead worship there. But our, our mission mindset is, you know, the people inside the church, the people outside the church, so, I mean, outside of the four walls, we'll do kind of community work. We'll, we'll do worship sets and we'll kind of, there's a, our church owns a coffee shop that we kind of have our office through because we're still a church plant. So we don't have a physical location, mm-hmm. but I mean, in that coffee shop, there's so many people who don't know Jesus. And it's just so amazing. The conversations that's held there um, is so, I mean, everywhere that we go, we try to have that mission mindset of, of reaching that, that one, you know, that's, that's run away or that doesn't know Jesus. Yeah. So I'm, I just feel so grateful and blessed to be part um, of a place that, you know, it's a church and just be, being able to have that family there. So it's been, it's been awesome. Wow. I love that. I do have a friend who went overseas, I believe it's in Greece and <laughs> a coffee shop was their means of, um, connecting with people. And it's wow, interesting awesome. to think that, you know, no matter if it's a stranger, a coffee brings you together. Just a cup. Totally. Just offering a cup of coffee. Hey, would you like, yeah. you know, would you like a cup? And then just starting that conversation. Um, yeah. So cool. I've met a lot of people randomly at coffee shops. And for some reason, just a warm cup of coffee, people just start to word vomit their life, which is great. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Warms them yes. up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for listeners who are struggling because either it's so hard to bring up Jesus or the gospel message or their frame of thinking, they feel like missions is strictly overseas. How would you encourage them to shift their thinking? Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I always say God has called you to wherever you're at. So like boom where you're planted kind of Mm -hmm. a thing. It's good. And if God has called you to your workplace or God has called you in the community you're in, it might be a hard season, but there's always a reason why he has you there. So try to find that one person, try to find um, anybody who is struggling and it's so encouraging because I think about my parents, luckily like me and Paul are both in Christian work environments, Mm -hmm. but my parents don't have that um, like ability to talk really freely about Jesus. Um, But they try their best and it's cool because like year after year they'll reflect and like, thank you Jesus that I'm working here because I've been able to, talk to so many people about you and start the conversation because then they are leading in with, wait, why are you so different? Like, why, what's different about you? And it's been really cool to watch even them, like not realizing in the moment, like what God's doing because it's the mundane, you know, eight to five, but then reflecting back on the year, like, wait a minute. No, like we've actually been able to talk about Jesus so much and, it's been such a blessing. So it's been cool to see that. And I guess just don't get discouraged in that eight to five job because God has you there for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. So yeah. what practical steps leading off of that, what practical steps should they take in walking out the Great Commission? 
yeah, some practical steps I would say is, you know, spend time in your prayer closet in the word and, and just see God, who, who, what is it that you want me to do here? Who, who do you want me to speak to? And you don't have to just go there and kind of, you know, shove Jesus or religion down their throats, but just say, how's your day going? What are, what are you going through? Is there anything that I can pray for you or just, you know, being there for them through their darkest times, mm-hmm. um, having somebody that they can lean on, share a meal, you know, share coffee with them, like you yeah. said. Yeah. Um, yes. yeah. And just kind of seeing what doors God opens and, and who he leads you to, to talk to and just... Yeah, just kind of being obedient, walking with open hands. I feel like that's the first step. And then God will do the rest. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that I've talked to who has that eight to five job is just that they're nervous. But what if they reject it? Or, you know, what if I don't have the right words to say? Or what if they ask a question and I don't know how to answer it? You know, is God real? How do I answer is God real? You know, Um, what would you say to those who you know, there is just that fear of the unknown or the fear of not having the right words to say or being rejected because of what they're saying. Yeah. I want to speak to this one because, oh my goodness, I feel like this happens to me like every day in the classroom. (laughs) Like they think because I'm the teacher that I have it all together and that's not it at all. So the fear when I first started teaching, of course, like, what if they ask me a question and I don't know the answer? Right. And then literally the same answer that I would give somebody else asking is tell them that you don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, we do not have it all together. Oh my goodness. Like, if we claim to have it all together, then we're not we're not showing them that we're human and all Christians are humans and we're not supposed to put our trust in man anyway. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so I think just like, if you're fearful about it, just, you know, ask God to calm down your nerves. And if a question comes up that you don't know, or you don't understand, just say like, Hey, I really don't understand that, but let me get back to you and actually get back to them about it after you do some research and sometimes it becomes um, something that you're even interested in researching too, which has happened in the past too. So just don't feel like you have to have it all together. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Something that I I say all the time, because I don't know everything is that uh, I'll say, I don't know, but why don't we look at it together? Mm. Let's find the answer together. And that brings them on the journey of saying, Hey, we're, we're a team. We're doing this together. We don't have everything figured out, but man, let's find out together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My husband always tells me, you know, Vashti, failure is not you not knowing the answer or you not making it or whatever it may be. He he always resorts to failure is you not trying. So if wow. I don't try or at least step yeah. out, you know, then I've done an injustice to what the giftings that God has given me to really just good. the ability yeah, to good. speak, you know. So yes. y- y'all are spot on just ask the Lord to pray calm your nerves. And even if you don't Mm -hmm. have the right words to say, at least you tried, you know? Absolutely. That's such good wisdom. Yeah. That's such good wisdom. Alrighty. So before we close out three things, what would you want the listeners to remember? If anything they could remember from this podcast, what three things would you hope that they walk away with? Yeah. So I think starting from where we went in the beginning Mm -hmm. is missions 
is like just showing love and eventually talking deeper about the gospel of Jesus. And from Genesis to Revelation, that's been God's call for us. So I think no matter where you are in whatever season of life you're in, no matter what job you're in, um, just ask God, why do you have me here? And I'm willing, like Paul was saying, I just want to have open hands. Show me what I'm going to do today and just give it to him because you're called where you're planted right now. So use that as a platform and God's going to use you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's going to have you use the gifts that you have. So kind of whatever you, you have joy in, whether it's playing sports, whether it's cooking, um, singing, your job, whatever you love to do, he'll use that. So don't be afraid to use what you love, what's in your hands, mm-hmm. the tools that he has given you to reach those around you who have mm-hmm. the similar passions. Um, so yeah, I definitely say use what's in your hand, continue yeah. to grow it and give the rest to God. You know, we uh, kind of plant the seed and he waters it. So right. keep planting those little seeds, those prayers to those around you who may not know Jesus. Um, someone that God has put in your heart at 4 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to continue loving people. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. Well, guys, it was great chatting. It was phenomenal just hearing your hearts. Um, you guys are pretty, pretty amazing. For those of you who are listening who don't really know who the young natives are, go ahead and give them a follow, um, comment, shout out to them, send them a, a message and let them know how greatly they have impacted y'all's life based on the wisdom that they imparted um, on this episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, any closing thoughts, y'all? Just want to no, say yeah, thank you thank so much you for so having much. us here. And uh, yeah, we're so excited to see where God continues to take you with this yeah, podcast. Absolutely, it's, it's just a blessing to be a part. Yeah, thank and you for bringing us on. You guys may be having a podcast out soon. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what one one thing that we've been praying about that God has kind of given us a dream of for this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you might see a little little podcast coming out from us, and we'll definitely be hitting you up for some tips and yes. some guidelines. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, I'm excited for y'all. And again, thank you so much. You guys have phenomenal hearts. It. I, I love talking to people about Jesus and just hearing their perspective and their journey. We're all, you know, we're headed to one direction and that's, that's right. to Jesus, but we all that's have right. our own yeah. intricate paths that we're taking and Definitely. the our own unique ways the Lord has just blessed and spoken to us. So yeah, thank you guys so, so much. Good. And thank I, you. Thank you. <laughs> That's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining me on Post Blog. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. Same time, same place next week. I love y'all. But remember, God loves you most.